There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to episode 71 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 12 of season 2 of The Magicians. Wow. 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 <laughs> Did not see any of that coming. <laughs> no. It was something... Well, I mean, I'm glad. It's not something that's predictable. I don't know in regards to people who've read the book or books. I know there's multiple. Right. So uh, I think it was pretty good. And, uh, and just in case you weren't on Twitter... As of today, which is actually Easter, uh, the whole cast has been tweeting out. And so is the whole cast of uh, The Expanse, too. Tweeting yes. out Happy Easter and all sorts of stuff. And we got great news. We are getting season three of both Expanse and The Magician. Yes. They talked about that. And so great job, everybody who's been tweeting along with us, because it is all about the people who are watching and talking about it. And sci-fi really does want to... Get their fans involved and talk to them. Because they will be hitting, I believe they started talking about some of the cons they're going to be going to as well. Right. So hopefully they will be at a con near you so you can check them out. Yes, hopefully so. All right. So Steve, as always, has gotten the rating news for us. Yes. Episode 12 got a 0.26 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.671 million viewers ranking it 30th overall cable show for the night. Uh, episode 9, Lesser Evils, the live plus 7 days, tied for 12th in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, going from a 0.3 to a 0.6 for an increase of 100%. It was 6th in viewers percentage gain, going from 0.611 to 1.417 million viewers for an increase of 132%. Wow. Yes. People are watching this show. That's, and a lot of people, it's funny when you're tweeting and you're reading some of the things that people are putting out, like they didn't, some people didn't even discover the show until this season. And so they've yes. gone back and like binge watched the first season and then they've had to catch up with this season. And it is something, I, I feel like it's completely different than anything that's on TV right now or even previous. So that's why I am enjoying it so much. Yes. And we want to thank all the listeners who are catching up on our podcast by listening to the season one episodes. Yes. Thank you so much. And we want to talk to you guys, too. So make sure you shoot us emails at fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. How do you feel the first season went, second season, etc.? And like Sean said, the uh, magicians have been renewed for season three. Uh, I think I misspoke last week when I mentioned when some of our other shows start, but season two of Winona Earp begins on June 9th, as well as season three of Dark Matter, and then season three of Killjoys begins on June 30th. 
Jeez, they're not giving us any breathing time. They're going to be like, here, have all the excitement at once. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, and this, that doesn't count the uh, weekend of 12 monkeys. <laughs> That's true. They're killing us. But In May. Amazing, and I love it. Uh, I do want to point out, we used to talk about like everybody who was tweeting with us, and you know, I, I do appreciate everybody. But we do every so often hear from the executive producers. We oftentimes hear from the cast, which is awesome. But this time it was the actual sci-fi magician's uh, official Twitter account. Right. That decided to answer. Because in this episode when we were talking about Penny, you know, I was just like, ah, what happened to Penny? And I do this because I try to keep it as spoiler-free as possible. Right. And they had to answer me. And they're like, well, let's just say the days, or let's just say he may be longing for the days when his malfunctioning hands were his only problem. Oh, no. So much like the executive producer who likes to screw with us, now it's the official magicians that are screwing with us. And I had to point that out because I couldn't believe that they sent that. Because usually it's just uh, Daniel Abramson that really screws with us. Right. But, yeah, they're killing me, guys. They are amazing and just horrible all at the same time. (laughs) Uh, let me see. We had a lot talking with us, and I really want to say thank you this week to Jade Taylor, who is Katie, because she was talking to us and liking and uh, retweeted a couple of our things. Usually it's Arjun who happened to say he was not going to be tweeting because he was away from a television this week. But uh, yeah, they like to mess with us without giving anything away, but they kind of give stuff away. And I'm sorry, right. I misspoke. Daniel Abramson is from our other show, The Expanse, that we talk about. But uh, Right. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, he messes with us hardcore. So thank you guys, everyone who was talking with us and all the new followers. We appreciate it. And uh, hope you, you're liking everything that we're doing. So speaking of that, let's jump into the awesomeness that was episode 12, shall we? Let's do it. All right. All right. You ready? Ready? Oh, yes. wait. Wait. We have... Such a long recap. Hold on. I know. <laughs> episode, <laughs> episode 12, Ramification. Julia, Katie, and Penny each make sacrifices in order to finally face Renard. Quentin and Elliot learn a disturbing truth about Fillory. Two sentences. Oh, my God. Ah, well, it's longer than last week. I think it was actually one sentence. Yeah, most of them are just one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently they don't want to give anything away either. So Right. Okay. I don't even know where to start because this episode was crazy with everything that was happening. So go ahead. Take us away, Steve. Where do you want to start this week? Well, we find out that um, Quentin's last hope of um, reviving Alice is Mayakovsky. And Quentin mans up like we've never seen him man up before and puts Mayakovsky in his place to get him to agree to supply the the power required to ma- actually make this happen. That was kind of surprising. Very surprising. And it was just like, okay, where has Quentin been hiding this all this time? And I have to say, I think that's a pretty big, big jump for Quentin at this point, because a lot of people are really upset with the way he is in the show. Right. So hopefully it kind of stays this way with the stronger kind of Quentin. Uh, we got to hope at least that maybe he has finally begun his uh, hero's quest. 
Yeah, we'll see. Now, of course, Mayakovsky does warn them that it's not going to be pretty, and Alice is probably not going to be real happy about uh, being uh, brought back from uh, a nipping. But he doesn't say why. I mean, as far as we know, nobody has come back from being a nipping. Right. So why isn't he sharing some information? That's a really good question, and it's normally uh, Mayakovsky's M.O. to not give the whole truth. Because I really think that he probably knows that Alice is just gathering all this immense knowledge being an infant. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to tell Quentin and Julia that she's probably happier than she's ever been because she's acquiring all this knowledge because they might change their minds mm. and feel bad for bringing her back. I don't know, because... It's possible she can go bad, or she has gone bad, and we don't know what's happening. Right. That's very true. Ugh, I don't know. It's very stressful. Although, I would like to say, I thought it was very interesting that, well, we knew that Mayakovsky was creating batteries, magical batteries. Right, to store the magical energy. And Julia recognized it for what it is, which I don't understand how she even knew what that was. So what the heck is going on? Julia loses her shade and all of a sudden she knows everything? I have a feeling that having Dean Fogg tell her that he's known her for a long time, the 39 previous attempts, that it's very possible that some of that knowledge is starting to bleed over into Julia's brain. Really? I think so. Do you think it has to do with her not having her shade? I only ask because the other ones don't know anything about what has happened to their previous incarnation. Right. It's very possible that it was because she doesn't have her shade. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. A possibility, I think. Everything is in this rate. All right. And needless to say, and of course, Julia is there to help Quentin with the magic, and they are both able to pull it off, and in a huge flash of light, There's Alice in her giant metal cage, and she's not very happy. (laughs) No, I would say no. Even Shade Alice was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So the fact that they were able to do it, they burned up how many of the batteries? Was it just four? I think so. Okay. That was kind of interesting because, again, Mykowski knew way too much information. Oh, you would need X amount of Master Magicians, but because of the batteries, it kind of substituted it. And I was just really surprised they were able to pull it off. And then finally, like, Shade Alice is like, no, this is what I want. This is what we have to do. Because she is sweet and innocent. And then Niffam Alice is just crazy. Yeah. Bam, they get together. And then Quentin's like, oh, thank God you're back. And Alice, like you said, was just super pissed. Yeah. What have you done? Right. And again, we don't know what she was doing. We don't know if we'll ever find out what she was doing. Right. And uh, it was kind of interesting because they have this separation of time. This was all Mykowski's, like, idea. Right. Because she's cussing Quentin out left and right, even when he brings her food and brings her clothes. Well, it turns out that Alice is remembering stuff. She's trying to write everything down that she remembers. Right, that she remembered. But she's getting pissed because it's leaving her. Yeah, quickly. So, is it... 
new magic? Or is it just stuff she hadn't learned yet? I actually think it is new magic and basically the way everything works. It's kind of a, a very overall meaning of life type of situation where she's got this grand knowledge and now it's leaking away very quickly and she's trying to capture as much of it as she can. But was that knowledge something she learned on her own or she'd go back to that monk and learned it all? I'm sure she went back to that monk and learned a lot of it from him. Okay, so it's pretty interesting. I don't know if we're going to find anything else out in regards to what she had learned or how she had learned it. Right. At least not this season, because I feel like that would be a whole episode in itself. Yes, absolutely. And seeing that we've only got one more episode left, I kind of doubt we will have um, our Alice back anytime soon. As um, Mayakovsky informs her, it's she's having to learn it all over again. Which, I believe that's the same thing you said about Penny and his hand. Yes. But nobody else has confirmed that. Like the librarians no. have not. Nobody Mm-mm. in Fillory. But I think that makes a lot of sense. I do too. But how much does that suck? It's going to be like, what, 15, 20 years before they're able to do magic? I don't think it's going to be that long. I'm thinking more six to nine months-ish. Like accelerate their hands. Right. And with Alice, you know, relearning the stuff that she did know, it's there. It's just touching it again and having it sink back in that, you know, she will be able to perform magic soon. And I think Penny will, too. Now, do we also... If he survives. No, that's true. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I keep putting these ifs out there before the finale. Do we think they're going to go back and talk to her parents? Ooh, not until Alice is more Alice. Okay. I don't think they want her going back and seeing her parents as more nipping Alice because she would just rip him a new one and that would <laughs> crush him even worse. That's probably true. All right, so no more questions about Alice for now. Hopefully we'll get some answers next episode. Yes. But we'll see. All right, you started to talk about Penny. Yes. talk about Penny a little bit more. Because it's very interesting, because Penny and, what was he calling her? Sylvia. Yeah, but he was calling her something else. Willow is the name that it actually was, that's not what he called her, I can't remember. Because he was comparing her to the girl from The Sopranos. Oh, yeah, you're right. I can't remember the name (laughs) offhand. But it's kind of funny. Okay, so Sylvia. Which, Penny is finding out all sorts of information about this girl without her intentionally telling him anything. Yes, we find out that, like we said, her dad put her there. And she actually gave us a timeline, like how long she's been there. And I totally blanked on the timeline. But it was a little surprising. But apparently, her dad is doing a lot of things. And like you said last episode, you think it's Sylvia can get into people's minds. Right. And so, obviously, that would be something useful to anybody who's ticked off at her dad. Yes. But she finds information out, which is kind of funny, that, oh, well, of course, the poison room isn't actually there. It's off-world. But you can get there because, hello, Penny's a traveler. Yes. (laughs) But you just need to find the right fountain. And, oh, they're so smart. The fountain has, the middle is all books. It's the library. That wouldn't give anything away. Although we don't know how many fountains are on this planet or plane or whatever we've decided this is, this dimension. 
so it could well have taken a while to bounce around to try to find all the fountains. But once they do find the fountain, it is, like, completely locked down. Right. And Penny's like, how the hell are we going to do this? And I love it. Sylvie's like, oh, I got this. And she, like, basically breaks the lock. And it's supposed to be, like, super hard. And she gets it done in, like, what, 10 seconds? Right. So, again, what else has she done in, you know, her real life? It's like, ooh, have you been breaking into places, too? Is that what it is? Maybe she robbed a couple banks. Uh, wouldn't surprise me a bit. (laughs) So they get in, and the poison room looked, and a lot of people were saying this, like something from the Upside Down from Stranger Things. Right. And I'm just thinking, like, why does it look like everything's burnt and it's like ash falling? Right. Until suddenly, and I believe it was Penny, says, do you think the poison room is more than just a name? Right. And then I'm like, oh my god, it's like nuclear fallout. They, They might be dying soon. Holy crap. Yeah. So, so he actually says, we need jump to on it quick because we have, don't have much time. Yeah. Well, Penny finds the book he needs. Sylvia finds her book, which I thought was kind of weird that they'd moved hers, too. Right. And then she's like, uh, yeah, Penny, you gotta go. Yeah, you can't save both of us. If you try to save me, you'll die. And she's like, I read it. That's what happens. But how does she know? Because in her book, if he saves her, I thought the whole thing was, if it's written down, that's how it is. Right, but remember, the last 20 pages are blank. So when she got in there, yeah, it might have written two of those 20 pages. Oh, okay. Or it wrote all of it, and the last thing that happens is that she dies in the poison room. Oh, okay. One of the two. We, apparently, we think she's already, she's died, and that's the end of her book. Ah. <sighs> God, that's so weird. (laughs) Yes, it is. One of these things that kind of confused me. But Penny's able to get out. And the thing that I thought was strange, too, is like, okay, he goes right to Katie to give her the book. He's like, here, how do we know the book isn't somehow infected with with whatever is infecting Penny? And how do we know that he's not contagious? He went to the physical kid's house. Do you have to, like, lock that place down so you can make sure you... Contain the poison? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Like, are they scrubbing the walls and the alcohol bottles and everything else? <laughs> because they do say that he is being quarantined. Exactly. Kind of scary, because it's like, oh, crap, he's being quarantined. All this stuff is happening. What is going to happen next episode if Penny's still in quarantine? Why are we separating everybody? Right. When we're apparently heading towards a big showdown, and it may only be two of them to fight the battle. Right, because Margot's still with the fairies. Yeah. And there's just so much crap going on. We don't know. Because Julia and Katie are about to try to face off against Reynard. So who knows if they're going to make it, right? But Exactly. It's quite frightening. Yes, it is. <sighs> Take us but to speaking week. of frightening, that's what Gaines gets a bit of when uh, Father returns. Oh, yeah. He's not exactly a leave it to beaver kind of dad. <laughs> no. <laughs> like let's rule out of fear that was pretty messed up he gives him a present though that's nice right (laughs) no not at all oh my god Gaines opens his present and yes that's air quotes around that and it's his ear yes and he freaked out and then all of a sudden it's like light bulb he's like where's my wife yeah how do you i'm sorry i'm sorry how do you know that's your wife's ear i don't care 
how long you've been together. Do you know what your wife's year looks <laughs> yeah, like, Steve? No, sure. no. Yeah. <laughs> I sure don't. Yeah. I mean, or was it just an assumption? I think it was just the assumption. Yeah, pretty messed up. And then, Especially when Renard said, now that's out of the way, we can do what we need to do. Oh, that's true. And Renard was kind of a jerk about all of it anyway. And by jerk. Yeah. I mean, a monster. Because he turns around and he's like, where's my wife? She's like, oh, here and there. Yeah. Wow. In pieces, like all the others. Yeah. Okay, you're screwed up. And then he gets all in his face yelling at him. He's like, you knew what I was. No, he didn't know what you were. He didn't know what he was. Right. So, oh, that was kind of like horrible. And I felt just so bad for Gaines in that moment. Yes, absolutely. You know, your whole world's been turned upside down, finding out that you're a demigod. But then to have your father do the things that he's done is just beyond unfathomable. <laughs> beyond, beyond. Yes. Yeah, well, I don't know what Reynard thought was going to happen. But it didn't turn out the way Reynard wanted. Because doing no. this just pushed Gaines into showing up at Breakville. Yes. Yeah. So he goes there, talks to Penny. No, not Penny. Julia and Katie. And he's like, um, yeah, we need to end him. And whatever we need to do, let's do this. And surprisingly, because Julia and Katie had moments earlier where she's like, I know you're ticked at me, but basically I need you to be my moral compass. Right. Which in other shows that we've watched we know how well that ends for the moral compass but you know <laughs> yeah. i digress and julia who previously was like ready to just slice and dice him so she can get the blood was like okay we can do this and katie's like but she's like no no no, we're not killing him it's fine what i think that was a bit of a surprise for katie yeah but ultimately i think Gaines was so upset that's what led him to this final decision that he made Oh, absolutely. He looks at Julia, and I'm sorry I'm laughing, because he uses his voice, you know, his power. And he's like, yes. go get some pizza. And of course, there's these memes going around and be like, really? I don't need a demigod to use power on me to tell me go get pizza. I've <laughs> been like, oh, yeah, dude, I'll go get some pizza. What do you want? <laughs> it wouldn't have taken that much. No. Yeah. <laughs> so Julia's off and running. And then he goes to Katie. And this is what was weird. He was able to break. Whatever, like, walls Katie had up, like, in right. her mind, yeah. to control her, which I thought that was kind of interesting, because I don't remember them talking about it, like, that Katie had put these walls up so she couldn't be controlled, unless it was something more because of her mother, and then when she was with the hedge, and everything that had happened between basically growing up and to the point she is now. Right. So I thought that was kind of interesting, but ultimately, Gaines makes the decision that yeah, Katie, you need my blood. I'm giving it to you. You're killing me because I don't even want to live anymore because he killed my wife. He's making me do horrible things. This sucks. Yeah. And it was kind of messed up because I feel like there was a much better way to go about this than to basically force Katie into doing it because now Katie has to live with that. Right. Uh, because Julia comes back with the pizza and Katie comes down from upstairs just covered in blood. And again, nobody's around to say anything. Yeah. Where's all the physical kids? It must be in class. I guess. That was just like, oh my gosh, I felt so bad for her in that moment. She's kind of shaking and she's just covered and she's like, but she, she's she got what she needs. Right. And out of the poison book, they were able to get the information that they could make a bullet. Right. But it took all of the magic that was in his body to 
like power it. You're right. To create one bullet. Boy, I hope you got somebody who's a real marksman. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, it's Julia that's going to have the gun with the bullet in it. And it's like... Julia, mm. who I was super ticked off at most of this episode. Right. Because I'm like, Julia, if you don't just follow through on something, I swear I'm going to reach this TV and slap you. Right. <laughs> well, before we get there to our, our big reveal, let's go to Fillory, shall we? All right. <laughs> And Josh is finding out that um, being the High King is not quite as uh, Hakuna Matata as he thought it was going to be, shall we say. Yeah, he just pretty much wanted to be high. Yes. Yeah, that's not what it means. Just let everybody do their own thing. No worries. Right, yeah. Not what it means to be High King, dude. Seriously. (laughs) Especially when Prince S decides to come a-knockin', quite literally. Right, but fortunately they uh, used their uh, wits about them and basically uh, fed all the uh, drug smoke into the <laughs> room where uh, S's people were. And Yeah, but S got kind of brutal, and he was just, like, killing people. Like, what the hell? Yeah, so much for Hakuna Matata there. Yeah. Yeah, so they get out until Josh drops his handkerchief, and then he's like, oh, damn. All right, man. That's when he sees Margo. No, he sees Finn. I'm sorry. Because he had seen Margo earlier. Right. And Finn's like, you can see me. Come save me. And he's like, damn. All right. And he looks over it. Give me the potion. And downs it. And off into the fairy realm he goes. Yes. Dude, seriously? You still don't know how you're getting back. Right. (laughs) You should have found that out first. Something. (laughs) Anything. So we have Josh and Margo in the fairy realm. We have Penny poisoned, and like I said, we're about to get to Katie and Julia, and we we haven't even talked about Quentin and Elliot. Right. (laughs) Which, like, let's go to them, since this has to do with Fillory. They're trying to find a way back to Fillory, because Q had to tell Elliot, well, I don't have the button, I had to give it to a dragon. Right. He's like, I love it, he's like, you you gave it to a dragon? Yeah. (laughs) And like, he says something about, like, hanging out with trolls. But I don't think he meant literally. And then suddenly he sees Margo and he's like, oh, oh, wait, hold on a second. Just like, she's real, right? Yeah. So, of course, you had to bring him up to speed. But they find the riddle about the first door being open and they figured it out that it's the clock. The clock that Q incidentally seen in his interview for school or for his internship, correct? For Yeah, for um, his entrance into... Not break bills, but another big college. Right. And then it turns out it ended In up... In episode one. Yeah. It ends up getting him a break bill. But the, cl- the clock from the Fillory books was there. And it's like, okay, wait, we have to find this. What if that's actually the gateway? Right. So they get this information and they go on a little quest. I love it. They end up in, uh, was it Vancouver? I think so. Somewhere outside of Vancouver. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's granddad's clock. I need it back. Okay, because has that ever worked for anybody? No. (laughs) So, you know, they're trying to talk this guy into it, and he's a huge Fillory fan. And so Q, of course, is super excited, and he starts talking all the different random Fillory stuff, until suddenly this random stranger says one thing that just, like, made Q, like, perk up, like, wait a minute, they never say that in any of the books. Right. And Elliot's back there going, hmm, 
little finger uh, viewer. And... Right. and he's like, oh, my God, he has horns. Right. <laughs> and next thing we know, you know, they circle back and he looks like our other god that we just seen recently. Yes. But different. And it turns out this is our missing god, which I thought Ember and Umber were male and female and they were like right. a couple. <laughs> but it turns out that he says they were brothers, right? Right. And apparently, you know, he's like, oh, my brother is such a pain in the butt. He likes chaos. I like everything neat and orderly. And it's funny because in the background on his very large TV, it's paused and it's law and order. Right. And Q's <laughs> like... Q actually mentions it. Yes, you have every You've season. got every season, every episode, don't you? <laughs> it's best show ever made. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 I'm going to find it. I'm going to do a new land. I'm going to call it Cuba. And Elliot's like, oh, that exists. Really? Yes. Damn. But he's giving them all this information, like, no, he's probably going to flatten it at any moment. And basically, he just wants to be entertained. And they're trying to guilt him into coming back to make things right in Fillory. There's a whole people there that you're just going to be like, sorry, and now you're all dead. Right. What the heck? Yeah, something that you helped create, you're going to let get be destroyed. Right. And, and I'm a little disappointed. I don't know about you. Oh, absolutely. And, of course, Quentin steps up again and really tries to rip into him about letting Ember destroy the Fillory mm -hmm. and basically tells him, we're taking the clock because we're going. We're going to do what we can. And I think that's what actually kind of brought him around to it. It's like, really? Why do you want to even go? Why do you want to save them? And, and Elliot's like, they're my people. Right. It's my home. And I think that was finally, it's like, oh, okay, then take it and good luck. <laughs> I'm hoping that he comes back in like the final episode or something, because it just seems strange that he'd be like, no, take it. You're never going to see me again. Right. But then again, we don't know. No. God seemed to have very little conscience uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> in this world. Well, plus we haven't seen that witch come back yet either. No, we haven't. Are we going to? It wouldn't surprise me. No, but are they going to even show it this ep this season, or it's going to be like next episode or next season, like episode ten? They're going to finally break it. Right? Yeah, probably. The red herring. All right, let's go to the big moment, shall we? Yes. Yeah, so Julia has figured out that yes, you can uh, win Our Lady Underground shows. There's usually a lot of intense weather and. Apparently, Renard shows up because there is some tie to Our Lady. Them thinking that he was a jilted lover. So, they head out. They Julia and Katie get this storm going real well. And sure enough, Renard shows up. And just as about the time that they're going to get their justice, Our Lady shows up. I was surprised. More by what is actually being said at this point. Yes. Because she's like begging Julia not to shoot him. And I'm like, shoot him. I'm screaming at the TV. Yes. <laughs> ah, so it turns out that he's not a jilted lover. No. He is, in fact, her son. I was like, what? Yeah, a spoiled brat. Uh, oh, I could not believe it. And he's screaming how you left me, 
you've ignored me, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, she apologizes. And Julia pretty much is screaming at her, too. You've left everybody. You let him terrorize. You know what he's done. Right. He's turned me into a monster. And Our Lady Underground is like, no, you're a survivor. Now, I understand what she's trying to say to Julia. Right. But at the same time, Julia is so hurt and basically destroyed by what was done. And that's why she has to start screaming at her. And she's like, he took my shade and he killed these people. And all she says... Turned me into a monster. Yeah. And and she's like, I'm sorry. I I feel like more should have been said by Persephone than just like, sorry, my bad. You know? Right. She takes Reynard, though. Because Julia puts the gun on. Now, for a second, I thought she was going to shoot Persephone. Right. I thought that was a possibility, too. Uh, I really did. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one, because she kind of puts the gun down, but not all the way. And I'm like, oh, my God, but if she shoots her? Right. Then what would happen to Julia? Would that push her into the realm of the beast, kind of? I I think it probably would have. I had all these things going through my head. (laughs) And it wasn't that long of a uh, scene. And I'm like, this could happen. And And it was kind of freaking me out. So I don't know. I guess I'm glad that she didn't shoot him. Or shoot Persephone, but I really wanted Reynard to go. I didn't care. Right. Now, it would be nice if they could at least somehow give a glimpse of Renard's punishment from his mother, or at least give Julia the vision of that mm-hmm. to help her feel justified and letting him live, but getting justice for what he did. But she gets something even better. She does, and this was a surprise, too. Yes, it is. Because as Katie just blows up about going through all this and her not taking the shot and her having killed Gaines and everything, you know, she just loses it. Mm -hmm. But it turns out that Persephone sends back Julia's shade. Yeah. Now. I'm assuming whatever, they come together and it's all good. Do you think that Katie will ultimately forgive her because of it? That's a tough call because the only reason Katie was basically putting putting up with her was because she needed that conscience. If she gets her own conscience back, this is going to be a hard one. I don't think it's going to be like Penny was able to accept Katie back like nothing. Mm-hmm. I think Katie's going to have a real problem with, um, because now it was what happened to Julia. She was the victim. Right. In Katie's mind, she's the one who was the perpetrator, even though there was nothing she could do against his powers. You mean against Reynard or against Gaines? No, against Gaines' powers to tell her, basically, mind... Screw her. Yeah. Yeah. Screw her around and be like, you have to kill me. Yeah. So I think it's going to take Katie a long time to get over this, I'm afraid. Well, who knows what's coming in this final episode, so... Right. Because <laughs> there's a whole lot of stuff still going on here, so... Yeah, this was a crazy episode. So I was happy with the way it went. I, there was a lot of shocking moments. Yes, there was. We got some answers, didn't we? We got some. <laughs> we didn't. Yeah. But what's going to happen? With Penny and the librarians, or even Sylvia's father when he finds out. Right. 
So many more questions. Yes, they did not leave us uh, without any questions. <laughs> and some of those questions probably won't be answered in the next episode either. Yeah, you're probably right. Ay, ay, ay. All right, everyone. So we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Because this was crazy. But please remember to rate and review us because good ratings will help other people find the show who enjoy the show as well. And I know you're probably listening to us on many different platforms because we're on SoundCloud and, oh my gosh, Podomatic and iTunes and so many. Google gosh. Play. Yes, I'm like, I don't know. We're everywhere. I can't even remember every place we are right now. <laughs> Stitcher. Are we on Slacker? We're on Spreaker. Yeah, it's yeah. just everywhere. So thank you guys and hope you are really enjoying this. And if you want to get a hold of us, of course, if you go to www.fangirlzone.com, you will find our contacts page and it has all of our stuff. But again, our email is fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. We tweet from FGZ Podcast. And of course, our Facebook page is the Fangirl Zone. So I think that's about everything for this episode of sci-fi talk i am sean fangirl s and i'm steve heed my warning nothing in- entertains ember more than a whimsical death right until next time <laughs>